This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is weekly weather for July 30th to 2023 to August 6, 2023. We have the nodes in Aries and Libra on exciting points. We have Venus retrograde. We have Mercury entering his shadow this week. We have a full moon. And for the record, I'm going down and saying indictment, Trump, Tuesday, August 1st. Last week, I said indictments, and they upgraded the indictments. Good. Also, Hunter Biden's case got dismissed. And yes, somebody said I'm obsessed with Trump and the Republicans, and I don't talk about Biden. Biden will be eventually indicted as an unregistered foreign agent, but that hasn't shown up yet because he's definitely done that. But he got his thing dismissed, so more stories with Biden down the road. But this week we get the indictment for Trump. I've been watching Jack Smith's chart when things get filed, and uh, Tuesday is when the grand jury meets, and that will be indictment day. Plus, there's just so much stuff in the sky. So off we go. And I do want to add, you know, somebody somebody wrote me and said, you know, you're obsessed about this, Republicans. I'm like, no, no, no. These people are not Republicans. I grew up in upstate New York. That is where Republicans live. My parents were Republicans. My mother and father were cloth coat Eisenhower Republicans. I have all sorts of relatives that are Republicans. Those are Republicans. These people are crazy, out of control, MAGA, fascist, nuts. And I have Pluto in the seventh. I, with Pluto in the seventh, I sent my boss to jail for 14 years for stealing 10, I helped, I didn't, wasn't the only one who testified at her trial, for stealing $10 million from the federal government. I have testified at numerous trials because I'm there, a guy gets run over by a taxi, I'm there. A friend or a coworker gets sexually assaulted, I'm there. I have Pluto in the seventh. I'm really good at spotting Pluto, and I'm also good at calling him out. Always have, always will, it's my chart. So when I see abuse of power, I speak up. That's my job. So. That's why I'm not obsessed with Trump. <laughs> I'm just speaking up about the abuse of power. And when I see abuse of power, I say it regardless of who it is. And I read people, because Pluto's in the seventh all the time, who are having Pluto transits. And that often involves abuse of power. So I just wanna be clear about that. I love my Republican relatives. I'm not obsessed with them. I think they're wonderful people. Um, I These people are not Republicans. I don't know what they're Trumpers is what they are. The other thing is I lived in New York for since 1976, which if you do the math is a long time. And he was a grifter when he was here. We know who he is. You guys all watched The Apprentice and thought that's who he was. He's not that guy. He's a he's a con artist. He's a grifter. And now he gets people paying him money to pay his legal bills. It's okay. I'm good. People want to get taken advantage of. I'm totally cool about it. But if you say anything to me, I'm going to go, no, I don't think so. And I'm also was talking to my friend Maria and she said, well, I always say to them, do you want me to tell you what I see? <laughs> and if they say, yeah, then I tell them. Unfortunately, with my midheaven, I sometimes tell them when they don't want to hear it. And that's okay. I recognize that's a feature, not a bug of my chart. So off we go into the weekly weather. 
a wild week ahead, not nearly as hard as last week. I had quite a few people go into the hospital. Um, I had people making big shifts and changes. I had all sorts of uh, stuff, as we all did. The world was very wild last week. The good news is Pluto has finished his three squares to the nodes this week on Tuesday, August 1st. That's the, that's the indictment for the January 6th stuff. And I think it's going to be actually very wide ranging looking at the chart, but we're not going to go into great depth other than to say it right now up front, the beginning of the week, and then the rest of the week after August 1st, easy peasy. You're going to have a great time. You're going to go dance. You're going to go sing. It's August. It's hot sun in the summertime, except for the Australia people where it's winter time. but hopefully you can dance, find places to dance and sing. So off we go into the week ahead, which promises to be very juicy and full of all sorts of fun stuff. All right, here's the schedule for the aspects. You can see there's not a lot this week, but there is stuff on August 1st and then also on August 6th. So it's kind of the, the all this stuff happens the first part of the week and we process after that. So as we mentioned before, the nodes shifted and some of you wrote and said, Pam Gregory, you know, she's into QAnon and she, she's into aliens. And I have to say, I had heard that, but there wasn't any of that in her really lovely description of the nodes shifting into Aries and Libra. That's why I recommended it. Um, so thank you for those of you who wrote. In your own life, think about what was going on from December of 04 to June of 20. 2006, because that's the last time the nodes were in Aries and Libra. Then think about just April of 86 to December of 87. That's the last time they were there. Then from August of 67 to April of 69, again, the last time the nodes were in Aries and Libra. And for those of you who are a little up in the age range, I know that I know I've got you out there for the January of 49 to July of 50. The cycle that we just end, entered ends January 25th, 2025, which, if you notice, uh, encompasses the upcoming election. Important to pay attention to these details. Next, we have Venus retrograde. She enters shadow in June. She's retro stationed retrograde on July 22nd. We're going to have a star point on August 13th. More about that next week. But I want you thinking about the next eight years of your life and what you want to do because this star point is an inferior it's called an inferior conjunction i like to call it an interior conjunction because it's happening on the inside because venus is tucked between the earth and the sun and she's saying oh sun oh venus i really want this i really want this and earth goes okay honey i'll help you get it and the sun goes okay honey i'll help you get it and we seed a new cycle on august 13th taking place at 20 degrees of Leo. Then Venus goes direct, and it's, Venus is also turning from an evening star to a morning star, where she's much more assertive about things. Again, interior, she's going to leave and go out, okay, okay, I want this. She goes direct on September 4th. She leaves her shadow on October 6th. She leaves Leo on October 8th. Now, a few people have said, oh, you know, I hear it's bad to do a right relationship on a Venus retrograde. I'm like, no, what all we, all the retrogrades want us to do is they want us to look deeper. They want us to delve in. A lot of times Venus retrograde means you're pulling in somebody 
from a previous lifetime, not just this life. You've known them before. It's an opportunity to redo your money, redo your love, redo your understanding. And I know in my case, when Venus went retrograde in my lifetime by progression, because I was born with a direct Venus, that's when I started being an astrologer full time. And I said, I've been making my money these other ways. Now I'm going to go make my money in a way I probably did many lifetimes because I think I've been an astrologer in other lifetimes. So it's an important time when Venus is retrograde. She also wants you to think about how you feel about love, how you feel about money, how you feel about the degree of 20 Leo, because that's where she's meeting. And she also is looking to you to look at your Taurus ruled houses and your Libra ruled houses and understand them. So in my case, the Taurus ruled house is my second and third, and my Libra ruled house is my seventh and eighth. So I'm redoing my finances. I'm redoing my will because the people that are supposed to pull the plug on me are all old and are aging out of jobs, I'm aging out to do it. Um, and I bought the apartment, right? So I have to include that now because I have a thing that has to be sold rather than just bank accounts, right? So this is what I'm doing with my Venus. What are you doing with yours? And Venus, in my case, is in my eighth house. So we always look at where natal Venus is, which eighth house is the money from other people. But it's also my inheritances, my estate. And I'm changing financial advisors or I'm researching it, probably going to change. And I'm finishing up. I've worked for seven years as the OPA treasurer and I've stepped down. So I'm finishing up all the financial stuff with them and moving into a new chapter. So that's how I'm using my Venus retrograde. And I'm also going out dancing because this Venus is in my seventh house. And who knows, maybe I'll meet somebody cute. So all of you look where your natal Venus is and where it is in your where this 20 degree leo is and then look at your taurus stories and your libran stories because those are the house venus rules and then think back eight years ago to 2015 and think back eight years before that to 2007 and think back eight years before that to 99 because that's when venus started a story in her chart so 99 was when i said i think i'm going to go do this year 2k thing make some bank see america and then i'm going to go full-time it's an astrologer right 2007 that's when i started doing these podcasts so i know this next one's going to be doing more teaching right because i know that's on the plate for me work-wise so Watch this bigger cycle of how you love, what you love, how you make money, how you feel about how you dance with the goddess of love, beauty, money, attachment, desire, what makes your heart sing. Because the Venus-Sun conjunction is where your heart sings and where it's happy. Next up, Mercury entered Virgo and he enters his retrograde shadow on August 4th. Oh, yeah, I got a Mercury retrograde in Virgo. Now, Virgo is Mercury's favorite sign, one of them. He rules Gemini and Virgo. But in Virgo, he gets so much done. And he is going to be entering his shadow on August 4th. He is going to be stationing to go retrograde on August 23rd. His shadow is 8 degree Virgo. At that point, people from your past, ghosts, um, paperwork, revise, revisit, redo. Then it stations on the 21st. Uh, on the 23rd, rather, at 21 Virgo, and then goes back 
over, word, over and stations direct on September 15th. And it turns direct and then it goes backward, goes forward and clears its shadow on September 30th, entering into, entering into Libra on October 4th. So Venus is in Virgo, which is, I'm not sorry, Venus, Mercury is in Virgo, one of his favorite signs, very, very happy in that sign and incredibly productive. But he also has a retrograde, which asks you to revise, revisit, redo. Again, don't be afraid of things on retrogrades. Just know you have to do it a few times. You have to revise it. You have to revisit. You have to think about it again. You want to kind of understand it on a different level. You have to do the process. And you're going to revise the process because that's what the retrograde means. So just kind of hang in there. We got a Mercury retrograde in the middle of August with Venus retrograde. You're going to call that old partner, that old honey from when you were young? Maybe. Next, we have Venus Quincunx Neptune today. As remember, Venus is going retrograde. And that happened today. And that is breaking up that finger of God in the sky. Remember, we've been talking all week, last week, this week. and the, Actually, I think even the week before. Because Venus was stationing at 28. And as she stationed at 28, she formed a quincunx to Neptune and Pluto. Now she's going backwards until September 3rd when she stations and then she comes back again and she will form this finger of God again the last week of the first week of October, like October 6th and there. And as she comes back in, so now she's popping retrograde, she's popping off the Neptune. So the finger of God that we've been working with making us look at faded choices which is what all last week was, we all met fate in different ways, whether it was a friend in the hospital, somebody passing, you know, something about your cat, figuring out, oh, you're done here. You know, in my case, I got deleted. I mean, I stepped off the board, but I got deleted from the chat. And I went, oh, they're deleting me from the chat. They're, of course, I'm not on the board anymore. Why would I be getting information? But I had this little pang of, oh, they deleted me. But I'm also like, Ann, you left. I'm like, well, my Saturn left, but my moon in Pisces is still attached, right? So you had a pang. You had a, but it's good. It's good. You're moving forward. You're revising. You're revisiting. But it is a finger of fate. It marks a turning point. Seven years. It was a good run. I had a good time. I'm the one that left. But then I go, oh, it's okay. That's the energy. It's like, oh, oh. And then you go, yeah, 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 that's okay. You're going to be okay. So honor that. And also I have a little bit of a cold. I taught on Tuesday, which I will be putting up on the Venus upcoming Venus star point here in New York. And it was well attended. I did not catch COVID, but I did catch a little cold. So I apologize for my sight, slightly snuffly nose, which I'm going to blow. Um, all right. So this finger of God is kind of encouraging us to go again, look at where it is in your chart. Next up, we get to August 1st. August 1st is the juiciest day, just full of stuff. So the first thing we have is the full moon. And the full moon is in Leo and Aquarius. So the moon's in Aquarius, the sun's in Leo, which is what a full moon means. There are no action energies in the sky. Everything is very fixed. Not a lot of fire, right? We have the Venus retrograde. She's pulling away she's still an orb of the finger of god but she's kind of backing off from it you know heading back towards her retrograde um so with the full moon we go back to the earlier phases 
which, because this is what is called the Lunar Phase Family. There's a great book by Dietrich Pessin, P-E-S-S-I-N. She's an astrologer in the Boston area. And she wrote a book on eclipses, the lost timing. I think it's called the lost timing of eclipses. It's on the internet um, and you can find it. It's a very good book. And it talks about the Lunar Phase Family. And she has tables in there that show you what all this stuff is. So basically, if you look, the moon is at about the same degree. And so the new moon that we had back on February 1st of 2022, we had an opening quarter last November. Uh, now we have the full moon here, and then we have the closing quarter next May. And so what happens is the moon is at about the same degree, within a couple minutes, a couple degrees of the same, with different suns. So the new moon is Aquarius Aquarius, and then the opening square was the moon in Aquarius square, the sun in Scorpio, and then the moon was in Aquarius today, or Monday the first of the August 1st, opposite the sun in Leo, and then the closing quarter is the Aquarius moon squaring the sun in Taurus. So think back on those earlier times and what was going on for you on February 20, February 1st, 2022, and November 1st, 2022. And, and what those looked like. And, you know, in my land, they were, um, that was when the January 6th committee was meeting and holding their hearings. And then it was right before election day uh, last year. Okay, so up in the sky on August 1st, there's a hammer of Thor. We love those hammers <laughs> and you've been watching them. They're big. And so the hammer of Thor is Mars and Virgo swinging the handle. He's the business end. He's the handle end. The hammer itself is the south node, the north node in Aries and Pluto in um, Capricorn, right? So that's the square. Now that 29 degree Aries north node, interestingly, is Jack Smith's Venus. But it also is... Um, uh, interesting point in the sky and we also have the node square to Pluto so that hammer remember last week we had Pluto square the nodes three times so this week Mars picks up that hammer and swings at those nodes last week we had one two three and now we have the swing of the hammer of Virgo we also on August 1st have Mars trine Jupiter so Mars is in Virgo trining Jupiter and Taurus Jupiter in Taurus is an earth sign. It gives us a nice juicy trine in earth and manifestation and form. And with that chart, we have some fire in it. And we have Mars, after swinging the hammer, swinging the hammer that day, is up in the ninth house, which is the house of justice. Ninth house is justice, 10th house is executive board, 11th house is groups. So it's swinging that hammer, there's a lot of energy of things going on behind the scenes, below the scenes, but we also have that full moon, which invites illumination. And the sun is in the eighth house, helping us see things we hadn't seen before and it, inviting us to understand what the story is. Now, we still have that finger of God up there, even though she's broken up. Venus is broken up a little. She's Quincunx Pluto and Quincunx Neptune, and she is right on Mr. Trump's... Um, ascendant and his mars okay so we're you know we're looking at that finger of god pointing we're looking at the hammer of thor swinging 
it's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. Next up on the first is Mercury opposite Saturn. Mercury is paperwork. Opposite Saturn is releasing of the paperwork and saying, here's the papers. Let's read them all, read them all. Now we had Athena go over that. We had Mars go over that. We had Mercury hit that finger of God a couple days ago last week. Now it's opposite Saturn. As they all go past Saturn and Pisces, they release information out into the world. So as Mercury goes past Saturn, it's released. Now that does suggest the indictment is voted on Tuesday and we get to see it after it's, you know, because this is at 10 o'clock at night. So that energy is sending the information out into the world. Neptune on the ascendant uh, as part of that finger of God with Venus in the sixth house um, in terms of work and how we do work and what we do. And for all of us, this is important. Look at where that Venus at 26 is. Look at where Mars in your chart at 13 is. A lot going on in terms of taking action to get things accomplished with this Venus retrograde forming faded fingers and hammers of Thor and a full moon of illumination. People really seeing it and going, oh, wow, that's what's going on. And in your own life, I mean, you know, I had people having diagnoses last week where things that had been going on for a while were finally diagnosed. It's a very powerful sky um, and it's full of reveals, you know, whether you're following Ariana Grande and her romance with with Feba's boyfriend. I mean, she's supposed to be dating the green one. Why is she dating you? Because they're kissing on Glenda, they're kissing on Wicked over in England. Or you're paying attention to the latest thing going on with, with Jason Aldean and his song on, you know, Small Town. The energy is very, very intense. And it's consequential. It's people being, you know, having consequences for behaviors. So that's why I'm saying indictment day on the first to re-keep, but also in your own life, it's a big deal. Whatever was burbling last week, you get the reason, you get the understanding as the hammer swings on the first, right? So stuff that came to light last week, you have a realization about it and you get it and you see it in a way you hadn't seen it before. You might not like what you see. But because Mercury is opposite Saturn, you're going to hear the truth because Mercury knows the deets and he's going to deliver the receipts and he's going to say this is the details of what's going on. And you go, oh, wow, that's what's going on, eh? And that's the way you want to approach this for a couple reasons. Venus is retrograde. Mercury's in his approach to his shadow. Not there yet. But there's, there's more to be revealed because we're digging up stuff on retrogrades. Mercury retrograde digs up the paperwork. Venus retrograde digs up the money. So it's a very process-oriented sky. And Venus is really pulling some stuff up there in addition to all the other planets that are doing things. And think about it, Pluto and Capricorn Last time he was there was 248 years ago. The nodes in Aries and Libra, the last time they were there was 19 years ago. And I don't know how to do this math. I didn't really do the homework in statistics. But if you take 248 times 19, that's probably the 
it might even be bigger than that. You know, like the odds, I should call like somebody that works in the lottery. Like what are the odds of all this stuff kind of hitting at the same time? Which is why I always say, astrology, you can't make this stuff up. So a hammer of Thor, a full moon, a finger of God, and an aha moment of, oh, that's what's been going on, eh? Um, and so that's Tuesday. The rest of the week, you might as well just stay home, go to the beach, because it's all we're going to be talking about. Whatever happened, and it could be other stuff, could be other stuff on Tuesday. You know, it could be somebody drop big, important, dropping dead. There's a lot of energy in the sky for that, too. Yeah. Uh, it's a big, big sky. It's a big sky. So Wednesday, we have Uranus, unexpected things, sextiling Juno, unexpected partnerships, where we go, wow, they're in, they're in a relationship? Yeah. They're helping. They're doing something. Unexpected reveals Uranus, Jupiter. Um. Who is partnering? Who's helping? Who's who's helping get things accomplished? Who stepped forward? Now, interesting, Juno is in Cancer, answering to the moon in Aquarius. So you may be surprised at some of what comes out in your own life as well as in the world. Again, big, juicy stuff. And then we go, oh, wow, because Uranus is kind of unexpected. And... Juno is partners, unexpected changes around partners. And you go, got it. That's the energy. Then the rest of the week, nothing, 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 <laughs> which is always good until we get to Sunday. And there we have the sun square Jupiter. And the sun will be on a world point of 15 Leo, 14 Leo, squaring Jupiter on a world point of uh, Taurus. And that's a very important energy. And then we see that cute little moon in Aries there sitting by the north node. And we see Mercury clear of clear of his shadow, but clear of the opposition to Saturn, but into his retrograde shadow, inviting us to reassess and understand. And that's the energy of the week. It's really kind of interesting. It's a very upfront kind of week. Everything you need to know, you're going to know by Wednesday. And then the rest of the week, you figure out what to do with it. All right, so the sun this week is going from um, uh, from 10 to 15 world point at the end of the week. Not a lot of aspects that the sun has, but he does have a um, he does have a sesquiquadrate to Neptune. That's going to be on August 4th, and so that's a little bit of a stressful energy emotionally. And he has a quindicile with Pluto on August 6th. So there are a lot of health aspects this week. And as I mentioned, when the nodes shift, it's a lot of energy for bodies to absorb. <clears throat> and it's also a decision point. You know, sometimes people decide they don't want to be here anymore or they take action to shift and change. And we had the Gilgo Beach things get um, solved. And somebody wrote me about Tupac being killed. And he was he was killed when Saturn was in Pisces, you know, 28 years ago. So this is also when a lot of the old crimes get solved, you know, things that have been around. And I remember at one point I was reading a police officer out in the Midwest and he said to me, yeah, yeah, I do this thing where there's, when there's, when a cold case solves, I go look at all the other cold cases from around then because I know people are interested in talking and we solve it. And so this is one of those times, too. A lot of cold cases can be solved or remains can be identified. 
because it's Pluto squaring the nodes of fate, bringing accountability to Saturn and Pisces things, things that were hidden, things that were mysteries. So it'll be interesting to see. And of course, this week we had, um, I don't know if you caught it, but the, <laughs> it was a busy week. Some people testified under oath that there had been um, biological, what did they call it, biological origins, you know, in some of the crashed spaceships that had been recovered. And it was kind of like, because there was so much else going on. I'm like, oh, they're telling us aliens are here? Cool. Like, what What happened? You know, we had Oppenheimer. We had all the, I mean, all these things going crazy out in the world. This is a little quiet congressional testimony. Well, yeah, there are biological uh, specimens that were non-human that were found. Like, eh, what, what? Yeah, so that also was happening last week. Um, so anyway, so the sun this week is working with, it's got a health aspect though on August 6th, so no fooling around with health stuff because we're still dealing with um, things wanting to surface and come to light. Mercury this week is entering his retrograde shadow and he gets up to 10, almost 11, but he's in his shadow getting ready to slow down. He's not going as fast as he usually does and he has that opposition to Saturn. He also has a number of parallels. He has a parallel to Chiron, a parallel to Athena, and a parallel to Venus. Now, unfortunately, I cannot show you those on a chart because they're happening by declination. But think about it. Chiron is wounds. Athena is justice. And Venus is love, matter, and money, right? So those guys are all working with Mercury. Mercury's going to be pulling out money, showing you where the money is, how the money was worked, what happened with the money. And then at the end of the week, Mercury has a sesquiquadrate with uh, um, with Eris, the goddess of discord. That's going to happen on the 5th. So there's a, a little bit of a rumbling out there. Um, Venus this week moving rather slowly. She is, as I mentioned, quincunx retrograde to the Neptune, breaking up that finger of God, but she'll be back in October. And she also has a trine to Eris on the 5th. So make sure to invite the witch to the party. When I see this, I'm always like, you know, when Venus, you know, a lot of times the witch is like a little mad because she wasn't invited. And so Venus trines Eris this week. So being friendly to the witch, you know, the person that's complaining and going, okay, I hear you complaining and I get it. I hear you. I hear you. It, it's important to do that. And also Venus is parallel Mars. So Mars wants to take action. So even though Venus is in Leo and Mars is in Virgo, they're working together. They're kind of passing each other's notes in the back of the classroom. Again, that's on August 1st. That parallel happens on August 1st. Not able to show you that in the charts, but that adds to the juiciness of August. Mars this week, very busy, going from 12 to 14. Um, and he has health aspects with Neptune on the 30th. And on the 1st, he is super busy with an aspecting the nodes of fate and Pluto and the hammer of Thor as he trines Jupiter in Taurus. So he's got oodles of stuff on the first, and he also has a biquintile to Chiron in Aries, which is healing of the wounds. Now, Chiron in Aries is also the police officers. And one of the things that they talked about, um, you know, when they were doing the hearings was Harry Dunn, who was one of the police officers who worked at the Capitol, said, you know, when a um, when a guy hires somebody to murder people, you arrest the guy who murdered them, but you also arrest the guy who hired them. 
and I would like you, you know, if you ask me what I want you, what these hearings to do, I want you to find out who started it. So we've had a lot of prosecutions of the boots on the ground. We haven't had a lot of prosecution of the suits. This looks to be fairly wide ranging, okay? Just giving you a heads up. But that also is Mars and Virgo, the servants, the police officers, Virgo are police officers, it's also the military uh, in a biquintile to Chiron in Aries. So it's healing those wounds. Jupiter quiet, but it does have a quindicelli with the south node in Taurus. So you want to watch for issues with livers and issues with food and excess. And also it's a health aspect, any kind of health thing to the doctor. Saturn this week has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate. Uh, Saturn is parallel, the south node of fate. Again, it's not an aspect I can show you on the on the screen, but that is happening on um, July uh, 30th. That's today, Sunday. And then Juno is in a sextile um, to Uranus, which is that's happening on August 2nd. Another health aspect on July 1st with Neptune in a quindicelli with Ceres which is a maternal figure with health issues coming to light or a female with health issues. Then we have Neptune in a quindicelli with Athena. That's on August 6th, another health aspect coming to light. Pallas Athena in a sesquiquadrate. Pallas Athena in Virgo, which is justice in a sesquiquadrate with Eris, the goddess of discord. That happens on August 1st too. Again, there's just so much I can show you about August 1st, but it's like, Boy, August 1st is a big deal. And then we have Juno squaring Eris, the goddess of discord. That's on the 6th. And we have Ceres clipping the note of fate with health matters on August 2nd. So busy week, but at the beginning of it. And it also is following up on the stuff from um, last week that brought things to light and helped us see them in a new way and if we go to the moon calendar as i mentioned before there's a new moon today this week that happens on wednesday um oops i'm in in august i'm not in july hang on oh there i am yeah so the new moon today uh, is in Capricorn, out of bounds, out of bounds, out of bounds. It goes void tomorrow morning at 11, it goes void tomorrow night, Monday night at 11.13 p.m. Goes into Aquarius at 11.58 p.m. Monday night. It's in Aquarius on Monday night and Tuesday with our lovely full moon that takes place at 2.32 in the afternoon. And also Tuesday just got a crazy amount of aspects. So that is a very active day, active, active, active. The moon is in Aquarius on Tuesday, Wednesday going void at 5.15 p.m. with an opposition to Venus, part of that finger of fate. Moon in Aquarius opposite Venus. And also moon has a square to Uranus around 11.44 a.m. on the second. So kind of watch for stuff there. Wednesday night, the moon is void and it goes into Pisces. At 11.05, it'll be p.m. East Coast time. It'll be in Pisces Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, going void at 9.21 p.m. 
and the moon goes void with a sextile to Pluto. And it goes into Aries at 11.19 p.m. Friday night. It will be in Aries Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, going void at 12.13 a.m. with a square to Pluto. So the opposition, the, the moon to Capricorn Monday is a conjunction. The Aquarius moon is an opposition to Venus as a finger of fate. And it's opposite the public on the moon of the United States. And then Virgo moon, or Pisces moon rather, has a flowing energy, is a sextile to Pluto. And then Aries is, is really kind of wild. That's going to be the weekend. So the weekend's wild. Tuesday is wild. Wednesday is really interesting, but it's more emotional. It's got, Wednesday, is, Wednesday and Thursday are more emotional. Actually, Thursday is emotional. Wednesday is not that emotional. But Thursday's emotional, but not doesn't look difficult, just looks like emotions. And then Saturday's quiet, except for that fiery, passionate moon, and Sunday's kind of quiet. So that's the week ahead. Hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with it. And just remember, you know, with all of these things going on in the heavens, it's a lot about us, um, it's a lot about us processing and holding space, part one. Part two, it's very tense aspects very intense aspects so please be kind to yourself please check on your people that are having trouble and check on the people that you haven't heard from who might be having trouble you know that you they aren't mentioning it remember the virgo folks are kind of like cats and they disappear when they're sick they don't actually let you know so if you got any virgos you haven't been hearing from for a while check on them. Like, I got a cold. I'm fine. But, you know, check on your Virgos um, and check on your Geminis because the Geminis are really under a lot of stress right now because they're getting a lot of aspects stimulating them on, um, and, and, and it, it can be tough for the Geminis right now. So please check on your Geminis um, because they're just kind of really a little overwhelmed. And be kind, you know, I mean, we're all in this together. We're trying to figure out where we're going and what we're doing. And uh, the world's a little wild right now. So when that happens, um, <laughs> I have a poem on my wall in the kitchen uh, that my mother wrote in hand, you know, my mother wrote it out and my aunt gave it to all of us for Christmas one year, my sister and my brother and I, and she had it um, bonded in like it, she took the handwriting and she made it into metal and kind of like a plaque almost. And it was very much about being kind, you know, and I think that's an important energy for this week. So be kind, you know, be kind to people and recognize everybody's just trying to do the best they can with what they know and where they are. And more importantly, what they know their chart is supposed to do. Um, that's the other part of it is we're all here to live our charts to the best of our abilities. And part of me providing this podcast is to offer you astrology and to get people to, um, to learn astrology and want to understand how it all works because they can see it happening in the world around them. And so that's what my purpose is in doing the astrology. And then I got a Mercury square Mars, so I got a mouth on me, which you know, it's helpful when I'm doing an astrology reading, but I do know it gets, I have Mars out of bounds in Capricorn and I can, 
I can push it a little. It's on my north node. I can push it a little. So if I'm too pushy with you, I do apologize. I do appreciate you all as listeners. And I appreciate you carrying the message of astrology out to the world because I'm coming at it from my perspective. You're coming at it from your perspective. And we're all here to kind of figure it out. And the best thing I, what I say to clients is, you know, take what works for you. Don't take what doesn't. You know, I had a woman this week and she was pushing me on some stuff and I'm like, no, I just don't really see it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, you know, but I'm not seeing it. And, and she wanted a different answer. So that's the other thing right now. We all want the right answer that we want. And our job is to kind of go, oh, maybe that's not the right answer. And so when you have that little pang, like I did when I got deleted, even though I, you know, I said I was leaving. I mean, I don't, you know, in logic, I'm like, of course they deleted you. Like, you know? But then the other part of me is like, Oh, right. You know, it's just the way it is. The world is so full of change right now. So check in on your loved ones. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your dog. Be kind to your cat. Be kind to the world. And just remember, we're all trying to get by and we're all trying to do the best we can with the skills we have in the way we have. And it's kind of like, you know, we're not in charge, you know. I had a really good therapist who said to me, you know, you're not in charge of everything, Anne. You're in charge of orange juice. You can give them the glass of orange juice. They get their bacon and their eggs and their waffles and whatever else from other people. You're just in charge of orange juice. So that's the other thing that's helpful to remember this week. You're just in charge of orange juice. You're not in charge of all the other stuff. And so just stand there, pour a happy little smile on your face and pour them a glass of orange juice and give it to them and wish them a good day because that's all we have each other and the connection and the understanding that we are all in this together and we actually are more alike than we are different except for those biological origins unknown which i need to go listen to the rest of that um that hearing so have a good wake see you next week and of course we had our full moon uh, do your full moon ritual dig out your one from the one we did, if you did it a couple years ago, they got that one from January. And also sign up for Patreon. You get a daily podcast of about eight to 10 minutes, including all the daily transits and a song. I've been getting into the songs lately. So have a good one. Take care and have a great week, people. Big hugs from the Red Desk and Remo and me to you.